We learned this week that the next president of the United States will not be this guy. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. We learned that Florida governor and man not normally sympathetic to people terminating something because it isn't viable or they can't afford it, Ron DeSantis, had thrown in the towel. After an unimpressive showing in the caucuses of Iowa, where his hopes of winning over voters who wanted essentially a less obviously unhinged and inept Donald Trump foundered, when it became clear that said voters preferred essentially a more obviously unhinged and inept Ron DeSantis, i.e. this guy, who is now free to focus on his sole remaining opponent, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, upon whose sartorial deportment Trump has, we learned opinions. I watched her in a fancy dress that probably wasn't so fancy. Come up, I said, what's she doing? We won. And she did the same thing last week. Sniffing an awful lot there. Still very, very cold in New Hampshire this time of year. We did also learn of a possible early bid for the vice president spot on a Trump ticket, as Lauren Witzke, who actually was the Republican nominee for a Senate seat in Delaware in the 2020 election, expressed some views. I believe that um, 9-11 was a human sacrifice on a mass scale. I think that, you know, they have been doing this work with these demons, and but the devil demands a sacrifice. The party of Lincoln, folks. Returning to Governor DeSantis for what we must fervently hope is the last time we learned that he had been drawing consolation and perhaps inspiration from the experience of a great leader of yesteryear who had returned from the wilderness to lead his nation at a moment of peril. Winston Churchill once remarked that success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. Except, we learned, because we did what DeSantis and or his speechwriter did not do and bothered to check, there is simply no record of Winston Churchill ever having made any such utterance. Indeed, we learned from the sleuthing of the online pedant legions, who to be clear are very much our people, the line appears actually attributable to a 1938 magazine advertisement for Budweiser, a company which, rather wondrously, DeSantis has repeatedly targeted amid the fevered campaign against entirely imaginary enemies which he is pleased to call his War on Woke, and to which he is now free to return. Oh no. But we learned that at least one holder of elected office had made an even more egregious misjudgment than assuming that what Donald Trump voters wanted was relative sanity and competence. We learned that Filipino President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. had inflamed the dander of his fellow citizens by summoning the presidential helicopter to take him to the Manila concert of boring British rock band Coldplay, much beloved by cardigan-clad urbanites who cannot quite cope with the crazy wild-eyed trousers-on-fire hell-raising of The National. 
We learned that while this means of evading Manila's legendarily dreadful traffic had unimpressed the people sitting in it, the traffic itself had impressed Coldplay to the extent that they wrote a song about it. If you want to get back home in time for your bath, well, I'd allow yourself about a year and a half. Annoyingly, not bad. But sticking with the subject of modern popular song, we learned that there will never be a New Zealand prince. We did not mean to be clear that we learned that no citizen of New Zealand may ever aspire to regard as a talented musician. We learned that no modern New Zealand equivalent of the Nelson family of Minneapolis circa the late 1950s could call their child Prince because the name is verboten in New Zealand. We learned this from the annual release of names knocked back by New Zealand's Registrar-General, of which Prince was the most popular. We learned that New Zealand maintained strictures against encumbering children with names resembling royal or religious or military rank, so also kiboshed were Bishop, King, Royal, Sovereign, Major, Captain, Judge, Pope and Messiah though we, for one humorous news review, commend the ambition and very much hope that Messiah's putative surname would have been Smith or Jones or something similarly quotidian, as will now be tried on for size by Monocle's New Zealand desk chief, David Stevens, if that is still his name. Messiah Stevens. Messiah Stevens. Yeah, I quite like that. All right, who do I talk to about getting some business cards made? Thanks, Messiah. And slash but... We learned that none of the above matters anyway, as we're all doomed. Last year we expressed amplified concern by moving the clock to 90 seconds to midnight, the closest to global catastrophe it has ever been. The risks of last year continue with unabated ferocity and continue to shape this year. Today we once again set the doomsday clock to express a continuing and unprecedented level of risk. It is 90 seconds to midnight. Yeah, Happy New Year to you guys again. We learned that, yes, the attention-seeking Poindexters at the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists had issued their annual assessment of precisely how doomed we all are, from which we learned that we're exactly as doomed as we were this time last year, and yet here we all still apparently are. Explain that, nerds. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Mullett.